Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. I'm Steve Finkel on this episode of Focus on Flying Solo. Over the last couple of episodes, I've been talking about the creative process and um, working with creatives and being with creatives. Creatives and maybe the way that creatives are different to, uh, well, they think differently to the way other people think. Quite often, people who are very creative actually never stop thinking about stuff, like never stop thinking about creating. It can be really annoying for their partners because they're kind of always that part of the brain always seems to be switched on so you're always thinking things and you're seeing things and you're thinking wow what could I what could I do with this or how could I use this or how could I show this something this differently and I know myself sometimes the you know one of the bugs things that happens sometimes is you'll get an idea and you just have to go and try it no matter what time it is you have to go and try it so you get this idea um, particularly like for a photo, you think, I need to grab my camera, I need to grab some stuff, I need to set up, I need to shoot this and see what it looks like. And sometimes, like I said, it it's just one of those things that sometimes it's really hard to, like I said, explain to people. But sometimes, like I said, when you get this idea, you just want to try and see how it's going to look and you just want to experiment and, and see what happens. So as creatives, your brain never really switches off. It just always has something that's, always there, always happening in the background. You're just always churning things out, which sometimes makes it hard sometimes to go to sleep because you'll be you'll have an idea for something and you're lying in bed and you're trying to go to sleep, but you're just thinking you're thinking this idea for it. The other thing I think a lot of creatives too actually can see the finished product before it actually is even made. So you can actually in your mind you can actually see exactly how it's going to turn out or how you want it to turn out or how you'd like it to turn out doesn't always work out that way sometimes you know things happen there's challenges along the way that you can't always execute what you were trying to what you were trying to do but sometimes you can you know sometimes you can actually get it exactly how you envisage it and I think look one of the, the challenges sometimes for creative sometimes is the because you've got so many ideas is sometimes like you're working on one idea but then a new idea will pop in your head so sometimes it's difficult kind of keeping on task on you know, finishing things. I always try and push myself to complete a task, like not to kind of have too many open tabs like on on your computer, like having all these pages open but nothing's really being done. I, I think it's always good to have, try and prioritise. And sometimes that's why deadlines are good. Sometimes I think some creators work really good with deadlines because they need something to work towards, like they need an end date. If you just leave it open-ended, it might never happen because they say, oh, well, I don't have to do that yet. I've got plenty of time and, of course, time moves on. So in this episode, like I said, I thought I'd talk about creators, some of the processes of how creators work and they work differently. And they look as photographers listening to this and other creatives who probably may listen into these episodes as well, you'll get a lot of what I'm talking about. You'll straight away, it'll click with you and resonate with you. But I mean, I think creativity sometimes does come like in a like in a flow, like it's a there's patterns, like you'll have times when you're just in this really super creative mood and you'll actually create a lot of stuff and then 
then you'll have these lulls where you won't create as much. So it kind of goes in those ups and downs. I suppose just like the just like the seasons, like you know how we have winter and autumn and spring and summer and and the seasons, how things change in the season and people's habits do change in those in those seasons too, and some of the things they do. So it's a bit like sometimes I think creative sometimes will definitely kind of have these patterns that they kind of work to, um, especially when it comes to creating things. And I think it's kind of, um, yeah, it just comes, it's a part of the territory, I think. And I think the one of the challenging things, I think, for creatives is kind of feeding the creative soul. Like, you know, you need to keep topping it up. You need to keep putting stuff in. You know, I suppose it's it's a bit like if you, you know, your body needs food to keep to keep going forward. Like if you don't eat, you're not going to keep living. I think creatives crave to have that creative element in the life. Like it's like almost, it's almost as important as food to make you happy, to keep you kind of creative and like I said, to grow that creative soul. And I think, you know, that's why sometimes, and I did talk in the last podcast about, you know, hanging of creatives and, and why it's so good for creatives to mix together. And it doesn't matter what, I suppose, what discipline you create in, you know, whether you're a, whether you're a maker of, of things with your hands or whether you're, um, you know, maker of, of things otherwise, whether it be music, whether it be writing, whether it be painting, whether it be photography, all those things, hanging with people who participate, and other people do, I mean, there's a lot of people who do mixed media. They have several different disciplines that they actually practice in, and some of them are just incredibly good at everything they do, which is sometimes annoys some people. When someone's so good, they just go and do it, and they go, oh, I haven't tried that. Oh, I'll just try it, and go whack, and they just knock it out of the park the first time they try it. So that's always, it's interesting, and I think but. That's one of those the the things of a creative. Like creatives quite often have talent that sometimes they haven't even discovered yet. And I think sometimes people talk about as they get older, suddenly this creative tap turns on in their life and they start all of a sudden wanting to create stuff. And look, it gives a fair bit of joy creating. I mean, it's one of the things that motivates me to keep creating images. I just love the the idea that you can go out there and create something potentially no one's ever seen or an idea and execute it and then present it to people so people can actually enjoy that thing that you were thinking about because you've now brought it into into the real world as a an actual item that, that people can see it's not just an idea in your head I mean I, unfortunately I've got so many different ideas for photos in my head and whether they'll all ever come to light will be um you know that'll be interesting to see but because, um, like I said, creatives sometimes can get a little bit off task. So, yeah. The other thing about creatives, and this really does bug their, I suppose, partners, is you, you need a space to work within. You need your own little space where you can set things up and you can leave stuff there and it doesn't matter. Like, you just want to leave it there and you know where it is, even though some people want to come and tidy it all up and that's the worst thing that can happen because... That can really upset the flow if someone comes through and starts moving stuff around on you, but you've positioned or in your workspace. And I do like that. I'm lucky that I have a I have a workspace. I have a kind of studio area where I can do stuff, and basically I can set something up. And if it's not working, I can actually just walk away from it, and I can come back at, at another point in time 
and kind of pick up from where I left off. I don't have to kind of redo things, you know. Um, you know, I've already got things in position there that I might just leave sit there and sometimes they might sit there for two weeks before, and then I'll come back to it and then I'll go, yeah, okay, I know what I want to do now and you'll complete it. And again, that's a, I suppose that's a trait of being a creative that you, you know, you do like to have your space and you do like to have it set up the way you like it and you do like to have your your desk and a lot of creatives like desks will look like chaos but it makes perfect sense to them. They know where everything is and everything that, everything's where it needs to be for the processes that they're doing so sometimes too people can i suppose creative when you create something it becomes quite personal and this is a challenge sometimes for creatives is not to take stuff personally Um, when someone doesn't like something that you've done it's not necessarily an attack on you but it's very very hard to kind of i suppose withdraw from the fact that you've created this and it's kind of your baby you know and and it you feel like attached to this piece that you've done, whether it be a photo, whether it be a, you know, a song that you've written or whether it be a painting that you've done that someone, like I said, won't connect in it the same way you do. And that's okay And the, because it's like in photography too, it's so, it's so subjective that what I like and what someone else likes is very different. And I notice like when I post stuff that is more of a, photography is more of an artistic component to it so it's something that it's it's might be a little bit conceptual or it, it it's kind of you know it's it's the story's there but you've got to dig and and find it general general people won't like those photos they don't like them but then you'll see these bunch of people that will like them and straight away you know they are creatives, they're fellow creative because they get you, they get it, they understand why you've posted that particular picture and what you thought was important or what you thought was interesting about capturing that in a particular way. And I think it's like, it's how creatives express themselves. Like you you kind of express yourself through what the things that you do. So the actions that you do and look, with a lot of creatives, you'll see the way they dress, you know, the, the type of music they like, Maybe even, you know, the lifestyle they live, they can live quite often a very different type of um, lifestyle. A lot of creatives do like the nomadic kind of gypsy type vibe in their life as well. So you'll see that, but you'll see other people too that, you know, live in a more traditional, I suppose, more traditional living arrangements. But like I said, for each day, each is different and each, but it brings something to that person. Like it, it's important for that person to be able to, express themselves in that way and like I said through your art or through your photography or through your music you're actually kind of communicating with the world now there's a lot of times you're saying something that you're not using words to express it but you're putting it out there through your the mediums that you're you're working with or the mediums that you're creating with and like I said it's in the world of the internet which can be super super kind but it can be super super cruel because Unfortunately, you know, when you get a negative comment about a piece or a photograph or something you've created, it can, it is hard not to take it personally. So people will be challenged sometimes, you know, when they hear that, you know, I'm part of several different photography forums and quite often people will get their work critiqued, even though they're not actually asking it for it to be critiqued and and they'll actually get, you know, someone won't get what they're trying to do and then they'll you know, say, oh, this is terrible, it's too dark, it's too muddy, it's too this, it's too that. But 
that can be really challenging to deal with. And I think one of the things as a creative, I think you've got to remember, and this can be really difficult, easy to kind of express it in words, but trying to put it into practice can be more challenging. And that's when you try to compare yourself against what else is happening out there in other people's work. And so there's always, I mean, as creative, there's always people you look up to or always people that you admire their work. So you really kind of put them up on a pedestal because you think these are the pinnacle, these are the top of their, they're the top of their field in this particular chosen pursuit. And so sometimes you can feel like your worth as an artist or a creative isn't really hitting the mark because you're not kind of getting to these dizzy heights that some the people that you hold close and close to you as, as kind of as icons to look up to. I always say to people, the best thing you can do is actually look at whatever you're doing, whatever you're creating, or what uh, is look back what you were creating 12 months ago and compare what you're creating today to what you were doing 12 months ago. And that's the only comparisons you should make. You should only look at how you've how you've grown as a as a creative, how you've grown as a photographer or an artist or or a, you know a songwriter, how you've been able to improve and I suppose deliver something that's more that you feel that, that it's closer to becoming you know the kind of super professional, and not to go back and look at people around you who like I said are idols and and start comparing your work and say oh, I'm never going to be as good as such and such or um you know my work is you know I'm never going to reach this kind of level of skill and you know this is a challenge like I said and I talked to many creatives about this and and it is very challenging and people do kind of start to understand that they shouldn't but it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole so I think it's always good to kind of think about go back and regularly review your work so do audits on your own work so go back and have a look when you first started and you know most people look at their early stuff and it's just they're really cringed out by it because they go, I can't believe I actually even put that out in public because it's so so bad. But you had to start somewhere and that's the thing, you know, every creative has started somewhere. They had to start, you know, uh, the knowledge they had and the skills they had at the time and maybe also the access to what equipment or what mediums or whatever thing they could use so they didn't have access to everything, you know. And as as time goes on, you you kind of learn how to access more different, you know, might be whether whether it be gear or lenses or, you know, um, you know, working with different types of paint or, or or other things that you become more, I suppose, skilled so you can actually do things that are more complex or more difficult um, as you go along. I think some of the other things that, like I said, you know, be kind to people who are creating, I think, because they can, like I said, take anything on board personally and I think it's you know everyone we all kind of live for that to get that gratification from someone valuing also valuing what you do so as a as a creative like when someone gives you a comment and says I really love this this is a beautiful piece you've done it or this is a beautiful photograph or or or, or something like that I mean it really does give you a lift so it's really kind of that's really powerful stuff and what I suggest is, you know, support creatives. Like, as a creative, go and support your fellow creatives. Like, you know, when they do something, you know, give them encouragement, give them feedback, but, you know, be 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 positive in the feedback. And like I said, refrain from using kind of, I suppose, giving people 
you know, that negative feedback because it can really be debilitating. It can really knock people the wind out of their sails and it can really put them back, send them back. So, and it is one of those things because it is that kind of, like I talked about earlier, it is about that kind of taking it on personally and really it's a part of you and you're giving a part of you basically into your creative pursuit. And like I said, it becomes extremely personal. So sometimes it's really, yeah, difficult. I mean, the other thing which kind of hinges off that is that sometimes creatives really struggle trying to believe in themselves. And it's kind of like, you know, you've got to get to a point where you've actually got to back, start backing yourself. If you don't back yourself, then how do you expect someone else to back you? You know, like if you want to get, you know, want to have a have a career in the creative um, space and if you're not basically out there believing in what you're doing, then it's very, very hard for to get other people to believe in it. So I think one of the first lessons you have to do, and, you know, I've told this story a couple of times on on um, various different podcasts I've done, but about a, a friend who I had on a podcast who went to went to Paris to a, to a painting workshop and as a part of the painting workshop is they all had to wear a, a name badge that says, you know, I'm a painter. And the, the whole exercise, and they'd have to go out and they're looking at artwork and they were going, touring around, you know, they've got this kind of label on it, you know, I'm a painter. You know, I'm, you know, same as like I'm a photographer. So you're putting it out there that you've got to start believing in you and what you do. And I think it was it was funny because I can recount the time when I got to a point where I never called myself a photographer and I got to a point of starting to believe in what I was doing and starting to believe in myself where I actually then started, you know, calling myself a photographer um, or calling yourself an artist or calling yourself a musician. You know, these are important milestones to get to. Like once you get to this milestone where you can start recognising and realising who you are and what you're about and what you do that can be really really um it can be a big step forward but it also can be really powerful so it's a really powerful thing and i think the other thing too is the people just i don't know people who are creative do have some looking at the world very differently they have a very different sense of of things but and i think they're that's what makes us see things different and i think it's because you look at the world differently and your brain kind of processes stuff. So stuff that people would normally look at and go, this is junk, throw it away. You might look at it and say, how cool is that? I want to photograph that. That looks so great. I just love the way all that stuff's lying there, the patterns that's forming, those types of things. And people will just look at it and think, he's photographing a pile of rubbish. What's he, What's wrong with him? But you do see stuff differently. And it's interesting that when you start creating stuff and you start to, you know, you can get very, very addictive to that process of creating. And I think that's what keeps creatives motivated that, you know, once you've created a nice piece, you want to create more, like it's addictive, like that was really cool. And especially if you start getting feedback and people are enjoying it, then it just spurs you on to go and do something bigger and better and capture more in there. And I think the, talking about, you know, seeing that, pile of rubbish and not seeing it creatives are very good at at joining the dots so quite often in life there's a lot of things around us 
most people can't join the dots together to see the big picture where creators often are really good at joining the dots together to create that big picture. So you see all these elements around you and it, it all plays into one big, one big scene. And quite often people can be either laser focused and they're just really looking at one small part of the scene or they can be you know, hyper focused and looking at the whole scene and seeing everything that's happening and seeing the interactions and seeing how each of those things are actually, how they actually work together. And it's, and it's kind of, like I said, it's interesting looking at creators, looking at what they do and, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, it's kind of, it, it does always, like, amaze me. Like I said, I always, I'm always amazed when you're around other creators and there's so many similarities. One of the other things with creatives that I've noticed is a, tra- a creative trait is that creatives never really want to grow up. You always have this kind of childlike curiosity. Like, kids are really curious. Like kids, super curious. So they, they've got no preconceptions of different things, and you know what I mean. Like, and kids will, will quite often come out with a, with a statement, which is, which is kind of like, oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's a kid. Like you get it. And I just remember, I was doing a trip um, with my family, and we we're travelling through South Korea, and I was just with one of my twin boys, and we were walking down the street, and I think he was about eight years old at the time. And we're walking down the street and we come past a newsstand. Anyway, there's, you know, all these Korean newspapers and they're all written in Korean. There's no English in a particular area where we were. There was no kind of English-speaking literature on, on sale. Anyway, my son stops and he's looking at the newspapers and he's, you know, he's eight years old and he's looking at it and he's looking at the pictures. And he turns around and says to me, Dad, at least the pictures are in English. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Pictures are in English. I never thought of pictures being in a particular language, but it was because he could, out of out of those newspapers, he couldn't recognise the um, the Korean text, but he knew the pictures, so he knew he could understand the pictures. So the picture was like, in his mind, it was in English, and I think that's a really good way to think about how creatives quite often use their childlike like mind to process stuff that to see stuff differently and how, you know, an, ad- an adult normally wouldn't kind of say, oh, the pictures, oh, great, got this magazine, it's in, you know, this other language, but at least the, the, the pictures are in English. And I, But I think that's just that process of, I don't know, just not wanting to have the world conform to solidly. Like I think you like to have the world so it's a bit like putty. So you can smish it around and move it around and you can do different things with it and, you're not always kind of stuck in that that confines of of like everyone goes no this has to happen this way. And I think that's the other thing about creatives that creatives quite often will push boundaries. You know, people will try and you know there's the the normal kind of things that people accept as as a kind of norm, and then there's things that people accept to be as kind of boundaries where people should stop. And and quite often you'll see a lot of creatives will actually try and push the boundaries you know we see it with photography we see it with art we see it with all different music we see it with everything every type of creative pursuit yes in fashion people will push the boundaries with what you know materials they can use them to make something out of something that you would never imagine you'd make a dress out of i remember photographing a um fashion show that had all the all the um gowns worn by the models were all made from recycled materials so they were like shredded up 
plastic bottles. They were made from various different paper products, all different types of materials that were put together to create fashion. But, you know, it was all recycled. So someone had the foresight to think about taking something that would normally not be used to make clothes and to actually make clothes and actually be able for someone to wear it and for it to actually look good. And it's really interesting, but that's a part of that creative process of being able to pull things apart, unstitch it, unpick it, kind of smish stuff around and become up with something completely new. It's just a different way of looking at the world. And I think that's what the biggest strength in creatives is that you do have this ability to look at the world differently. Looking at the world through creative eyes is, um, you know, it's, it's, it is a very different way to see the world. And like I said, as a photographer, you know, when you see like you see an old person who who's obviously been out in the sun quite a lot, their skin is all kind of, you know, they've got lots of wrinkles and, and that type of stuff and there's all these character lines. And when you look at that person from a photography point of view, they're really interesting to photograph because all that weathering and all that harshness on their face is tells something about their story it's it's all you know it's a life it's they've they've gained those over a lifetime of doing many many different things and i think that's why i look at that person and go wow they're so interesting look at them they must have done so much in their life you know they they kind of got this kind of weather beaten look to them and and just really interesting characters and other people will you know not see that in a person they'll kind of see it differently and same as like I said if you go into a building sometimes that's a derelict area where it's falling apart there's kind of mold there's pieces broken off there's windows smashed there's there's broken bits of furniture lying around and sometimes those scenes can be so interesting to photograph because you can see what it used to be so this used to be a place it used to be an office or it used to be a a factory where they used to make things or whatever and this is now how it's fallen into decay but it's still got a story to tell so you know it's like everything everything has a start and a kind of an end I suppose like there's always this journey and in between there's ultimate numbers of stories to be told along the way that you can express and, and use your creative your creative outlets to to show these things and I think the the thing sometimes too when, you know, it's dark and rainy and people think it's really gloomy weather, from a creative that can be really cool because you can create some really moody pictures, you know, and you see also people who paint art who can paint some really moody looking scenes. And I think the, you know, the modern creative today has so many options available to you, able to be able to do things pretty much if you can dream something up in your head there's pretty much some way, some way to actually create it. You know, we're seeing this amazing, you know, stuff, technology like 3D printing and stuff like that. So you can kind of come up with these weird concepts and actually print something in 3D, make a make a, like a model or a sculpture or whatever. With modern techniques like Photoshop and um, post manipulation of images, you know, with composite images these days, you can pretty much dream up anything. If you want to have someone flying across the room on a broomstick you, you can you can do that in in photoshop i mean it's it's something that artists have always been able to do like artists can just paint anything that comes to their mind so they can put in the most you know fanciful things you can think of in a piece of artwork and have people you know flying around the room or whatever 
And photographers now have that same kind of ability, I suppose, with the advent of digital photography. And look, it did happen in the early days of analog photography. Some of the famous analog photographers who you know did these kind of abstract, ahead of their time photography, where they had things, you know, floating in a room, and they'd set up these amazing sets, and they'd they'd capture this um, kind of fanciful, kind of dreamlike, almost scene in a photograph. And again, it's that you know, that creative mind that's just been kind of working over time to try and bring all these elements together and, and yeah, just make something magical. So in this episode, we've been talking about the creative mind, how the creative mind is very different, how it sees the world differently. And as a photographer, embrace your creative mind, really embrace it. And like I said, don't, I know it's kind of hard, you know, it's a hard thing to do, but when people do kind of don't like your work, it's not really um, directly aimed at you personally, but I know it's very difficult to kind of separate the separate those facts. But, you know, I think the thing is you've got to kind of try and build some resilience um, to these type of things because it is going to happen that people aren't going to like everything. And I think you get to a point where I make that kind of point now where you know, I talked about saying, you know, you've got to recognise yourself for what you are. So you've got to recognise yourself as a photographer and start calling yourself a photographer and believing in yourself and also then like I said you've got to be able to then work out when something is directly challenging you and your art or it's just someone who just doesn't like the subject that you've done and they they don't like it you know I mean I can remember uh, talking to people who've you know been to different photography clubs and their monthly kind of thing that sometimes they'll put something in and then the judge will be really harsh on them because they don't particularly like that that particular subject or that style and that's really unfair because that's not really helpful to that person because obviously um, you shouldn't. I suppose it's it's always it's always a challenge when you're looking at other people's creative pursuits. Like I try not to have I try to be have an open mind, and it might be something subject might be a matter that is fairly um, provoking, and so sometimes you've got to, like I said approach with an open mind and don't kind of carry your own kind of prejudices against different things you know because you don't really want people to hold prejudices against what you create so on this episode we've been talking about the creative mind and how it's very different and i'm sure like i said a lot of people listening out there some of these points that we you know i've talked about small in in this episode i think some of the points i've talked about in this episode a lot of people listening will get it and understand but like i said embrace your creative side enjoy out being out there and creating yeah Look forward to chatting again soon on the next episode of Photomission Focus discussing photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. Until next time, see ya. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.